At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everybody, hello and welcome to Popcorn Culture. My name is Ben Carlin and I am your host. Here with me today is my brother Jay, who will be in every episode. Hey, that's me, Ben. Look, I'm where I'm wearing pants today. Can you believe it? I can't even believe it. Wow. Is this a segue to something else? Or no, you not just... really. I just noticed today when I was getting ready that like I I actually packed jeans to wear to the office because I normally I go to, we go to the workouts in the morning and then I'll like pack a bag and uh, I, I have, I realized recently that I haven't worn like non-athletic pants to work in like over a month because, because we were doing the walkathon for a while. Yes. And so it was like, well, I'm just wearing shorts because they're easier to walk in or I'll wear like some, some joggers or some sweatpants or something. But so like slowly over the last month. Like typically I've got several, you know, pairs of pants in the laundry that are, you know, working their way through rotation. Excuse me. (laughs) And like over the past, you know, month or so, all of those have just become clean. And like my pants drawer is just like bursting with pants. (laughs) I was like, I don't think I realized how many pants I own. Bursting with pants could be the title of today's episode so easily. People are going to be like, what? What? Also, I felt like pants. I felt like you you let in because like some people do watch like the YouTube version of the show, which is like on video. So if you ever want to yeah. see like what we're physically doing and talking about and wearing or whatever, then you can do that. Yeah. Um, however, uh, for those those just just listeners out in their car, you leading off with like, hey, I'm wearing pants today. Yeah. I bet, I bet somebody like choked on their coffee and was like, hang on now, <laughs> yeah, what? Wait, is he, what is he normally not? Normally, wearing I've pants? just been wearing shorts a lot recently well you um, have been stepping like like an absolute madman yeah, yeah. you have done yeah. the you have done the thing you have you have ascended beyond stepping merely mm-hmm. four step challenges and you are stepping for yourself stepping for myself Ben. that's right so i haven't been hitting the thirty thousand step mark um which was becoming the custom during the actual competition <laughs> very impressive which uh but but i have continued stepping so i've been landing somewhere between um 10 and 20 uh, on most days. Yes. Yes. Which is, you know, which is good. I'm, I'm, I don't know if I have a particular goal, but just that I 
and turning on the treadmill every day feels good yes yes yeah. indeed actually on that very note i am i am excited i'm not going to give the full the full uh fledged announcement the full fledged the full fledged fledged is kind of like one of those words that can be like a little it's like scab <laughs> fledge because it's like a fledgling i don't know maybe maybe like, that's that like a baby bird right? maybe it, is a, it, it does, draws up images of small fowl it <laughs> Thank you for using foul. I agree. I, I would say this entire conversation right now is a foul on, yeah. on <laughs> to the ears. Um, yeah. However, uh, uh, yeah, fledgling fledgling process. I don't even know how how or why I used that word in the first place. Now um, we have talked a lot about the step competitions, and it is something that we typically are, are doing uh, throughout the warmer months of the year uh, with our with our like like through Discord and Patreon and all the rest. However, um, the entire Super Carlin Brothers brand is going to be hosting a free to participate open to the just the general the public, general public uh, step competition starting on june 1st so be sure, if you if you have ever like heard us talk about this and you're like yeah you know like i don't know if i can quite swing the patreon we totally understand no problem um and so we did want to host a um a like audience wide everybody who wants to get out there and do some stepping in the warmer months of the year um so keep your keep your ear to the ground for details on that because an announcement is coming very very soon yes yes it is it's been it's what we've been working on it it's been fun i'm very excited to launch it on ben you know what on the exact flip end side of this where we've done lots of preparation and feel like well equipped to handle the oncoming step competition i think are you it about is, to address the elephant in the room? I, well, I don't know if I would call it an elephant. <laughs> well, <laughs> Maybe I, the fledgling in the room. Oh, okay. No. Yeah, the, the, the small <laughs> the baby small bird, no. which cannot uh, feed itself. Okay, so uh, let's let's address the numbers. Oh, you're the doing num- it. I know we're doing the I thing. Know. I'm like I'm like I'm not gonna lie. I'm a little like I'm clammy just thinking. You're about clammy. It. Clammy. Another word that no. feels uncomfortable. It's like it. It's like the the one true uh like word for what it means. Like yeah. clamminess. It's like yeah. Like you know people get it. People are people feeling clammy just because clammy. I'm talking about clammy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Anyway. So so um so, if yeah. you've been listening to the pop for a while, you will no doubt remember that. For a period of time, um, in the middle of any given episode, we might just um, give you a random stream of numbers that we would completely not address or acknowledge in any way. Yes. So it, yes. W- it was just basically like for, for like months, you would be like, hey, Ben, how about some numbers? And it would yeah. be like, okay. Yeah. And then you would read some numbers and then it would it would just be like, okay, now we're moving on. Next. And and so it, this was like one of those things where I think that we got we got to experience because like what we do, like the reason that you, you may be listening to our voices in the first place is because uh, we are, we make fan theories for a living for Super Carlin Brothers. Yeah. It's like our, our prime primary job other than the podcast here um and through that we go through uh works of fiction from other people and we try to connect dots that may or may not have been intentional in the first place and i have i've always thought that it was very interesting to imagine what it must be like to be the author of this information and potentially stumble across um any of these fan theories about any of the different fandoms that we cover and be like wow okay what they came up with is pretty clever. I didn't mean to do that at all, but, but they, here we are, but here we are. We, we found something. Um, and the numbers I think was really like our first foray, if you will, into, um, maybe providing something that the audience that, that, that someone at home could take and see if they couldn't find meaning in. Um, and I, I think that now is the moment where you can, you can explain 
the meaning of the numbers. I uh, yeah. So let's let's talk about what the numbers were, what the hopes and dreams were, how it developed over time. Um, I am having a weird issue. I had all these notes about it, and I put a link to a different Google Doc in this one. And as I'm trying to open it, it's like, what app would you like to open this Google Doc in? I'm, I'm like, like, Google Doc. This one. It's like, can you sign in? I'm like, no. Hold on. Let me um see if I can't uh pull how, it up how about alternatively some, how about some light elevator music do, 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 do. Did, here we go bam it's open okay so anyway when we started doing the numbers at so if, you, if you've listened to the show for a long time um you may be aware that i personally am just a fan of neutral chaos yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> I, I, i'm glad you went for neutral and didn't try to claim uh like good yeah, like is that is that is that what is that what is chaotic the neutral? That's the alignment in like D and D, right? Well, what would be the good version of that? Like just chaotic good, like chaotic lawful, L- right? lawful, lawful. Yeah, okay, or cha- no, chaotic good. I think is it. Okay, it'd be lawful <laughs> right, good. Lawful, right? Yeah, you chaotic be, good. I'm chaotic, or chaotic evil. Gosh, yeah. chaotic lawful just sounds like uh like a like a really unusual law firm. Yeah, where it's, <laughs> it's like it's like we're great at what we do, but our practices very unorthodox. All over the place, yeah. man. All yeah. over the place. Anything goes. Yeah. So, but like um, it you'll uh like in high school school for example um we've talked before about like our, our antics with the gma where we printed out these little stickers and would just put the stickers all over the school um for literally no rhyme or reason yes just to like watch the effect of what would happen to the school and it was so funny watching people like try and figure out like what does this mean what is the green mallet association why are these duck stickers all over the place like we're slipping them on people's lockers you know you'd stick it on someone's backpack they wouldn't realize all day and people would think they were in on it oh yeah you know it would just be on your desk i mean it was it was so funny to watch and the answer was nothing there was nothing behind it at all it was just it was like yeah and i think that that's really like the the fun of it is just basically it was like it was so innocuous it was so harmless yeah um but it was really 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 fun to be the people who got to be on who the like end. who knew yeah yeah, yeah exactly um, so it was and and i mean then it also just became a fun game to figure out where we could put them yeah uh and i, I the one that i always remembered was i think there was like a little um I don't know if it was like a like a like a it wasn't like a fire alarm, but it was like a like a light that would flash or something in the in the cafeteria. Yeah. And I think we stuck one like vertically on top of it. So it would like face the ceiling. And it was also like maybe 10 feet off the ground. And I feel like all you could ever really see is like the edge of like the piece of paper that like stuck up. And yeah. It was like, but like it was there for like <clears throat> three years. You know, right. It was like. No, I mean, why would anybody ever be up there to touch it? I think as well that I want to say John would randomly slip them in just like rogue library books. Oh, you know, so I it is possible to me that like if if you were at Cave Spring High School where we are not notable alumni um, on (laughs) Wikipedia, you could you could flip through random pages and potentially still find an original GMA sticker. Yes. Or a paper just like lodged in the pages of a random book that no one would ever check out because why would you because why would Um, you yeah yeah. i I like to think that it's like a book about like bigfoot or something yes sure i i i think uh i would i I doubt we have many listeners at cave spring high but if we do and you find one boy howdy please tell me that would be amazing it would bring such joy to my heart to know that they were still lingering out there i know like somehow some way that would be incredible lasted through the ages i know that would be amazing um similarly one of my uh, we've talked we talk about survivor a lot on the show one of my favorite moves of all time 
came from a player named Russell. And this was probably more like chaotic evil than chaotic neutral. But I would say so. Yeah, because yeah. he's a pretty aggressive player in the game. But um, his move, once upon a time, was literally just to uh, take the machete, which the, the tribe was given, and just like buried it in the sand somewhere while no one was looking. And then... Uh, and then it was so interesting to watch like this effect like on the tribe because everyone's like freaking out like where's the machete where is it and you know he's just playing along like i don't know but he did know and it was like this weird like power it gave him even though he continued to suffer from lack of machete as well right right right. it was yes, like yes. somehow like even though it was happening to everyone the fact that he had caused it gave him like a certain amount of control which doesn't make sense because he was also suffering and like no one knew he did it right but like he didn't really have to suffer the the chaos of it because he knew the truth i guess yeah. i don't know well there's a helplessness that comes from yeah from not like realizing that like one of your lifelines like one of the only tools that you have at your disposal is now missing yeah and so like the the fact that like it's like well there's there if, if it's gone it's gone there is no recovering it you know it's like that that comes with helplessness yeah but meanwhile if you know exactly <coughs> where it is the entire time it's like it's like it do, it does i can see where like the mental manipulation is massive yeah um, it was it was what so anyway anyway these are the kind of things that I, I love watching stuff like that unfold so when uh we initially started the numbers it was literally just that there was there was no rhyme or reason to the numbers at the beginning i just thought it would be fun to randomly give people a string of numbers as if there was meaning attached and see what happened right right right, right. <laughs> so in in the in the true beginning true beginning like the first time you ever did it yes there was there was because i know that as time went on the numbers did have codes indeed that you, that you were baking into them <coughs> uh and you did have like a funny uh, like and of course 99 yeah and i feel like the 99 continuously kept being like the, your um your control number yeah that like was that was like helping give hints as to what the other numbers could potentially mean right so part of yeah part of my strategy of making it feel like there was more meaning to it than there was was always ending the numbers with 99 right um thus giving like the illusion that it was all connected and part of something greater so people and this was what and what and so as ever like it was part of the fun was just seeing what happened and and as ever, like uh, what was so cool to watch is that like people, little kernels out there, like really some people really leaned in and tried to start solving like what the numbers were. I know there was like um, posts on Reddit for a while about people trying to figure out. And then I think on our unofficial website, uh, littlekernels.com, yes. there was like uh, a page dedicated to the numbers. And then there was a Discord server dedicated to solving the numbers that people were joining. And uh, it's just amazing. <coughs> yeah. It like, was amazing that to see it uh, start coming through. So as, um, as, as we continue to just sort of put complete chaos out there... Um, we were also developing the idea for the the challenge coins for uh, the Patreon exclusive merch. Yeah, so the, they, they were not really like connected ideas yeah. in any way, shape, or form. It was like we knew we wanted to do the challenge coin. We knew it would be super fun to have this thing that we could like... It, it's it's almost like a like a membership card, if you will. It was like yeah, you know, like that like such a fun thing. Like you know, people carry challenge coins. Like you know, and I think the more we learned about them, the more it was kind of like okay, like that's a really that's a really cool thing that we could do. But then like as we're simultaneously designing the coins themselves, we're like, 
is there any way we could like merge these two concepts in yeah. some capacity? Because like, like our whole like you know when we're, we're on the on the main channel, so much of what we're doing is like finding Easter eggs and connecting dots. So it's like, what if we just created for real like Easter eggs that you could then connect to some to some end? Yes. Um, and we didn't like it was such a vague idea, but. It what what I also didn't so while it was super fun watching people try and solve the numbers and while we sort of had this idea the 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 chaosness of it also seemed to start spreading in uh, in unfound directions where other people had different agendas attached to the chaos where like uh so me and Ben were talking about like developing a game around the numbers just like one on one and I think I'd started putting clues in the numbers before we even before I even told Ben yeah so. yeah, yeah, yeah like I, like literally like he was he was like reading off the numbers and uh, like me sitting here like co-hosting the show and like I I don't know where he's going with this. Yeah. Like, you know, like, I'm like, I'm, this is not like, I'm not in cahoots right yeah. now. I am too in the dark. You can see the fun I was having. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, it was um, like pure joy. Meanwhile, then um, Ethan, the editor, also un unbeknownst to him that maybe there was a, um, a greater plan surrounding the numbers. He also just assumed it was complete chaos. And so he started interjecting his own layers of things to it that I didn't even know about. Um, so... Like, for example, we would read the numbers and then normally we would cut to transition. Yeah. And uh, Ethan was just having like total fun with it. And he would sometimes play like after the numbers play the transition music like in reverse. Or he would add like a different um, color background to the transition than was usual. Right. And it was just like his layer of messing with people like, what does this mean? What's it going to do? And like, I didn't know that until it was like four weeks in that he was doing that. Right. right, right. So this is, <laughs> and I was like, like, oh, wait, now I've been doing my own thing and I wasn't accounting for the puzzle pieces you were throwing into the equation. Compounding <laughs> chaos. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. So anyway, back in the Discord server, people uh, eventually we did start. I did start like encoding the numbers specifically. And I realized that because I kept ending them with 99, I could start manipulating the final number as it related to the number 99 as like the the way in which you might solve the rest of the numbers. Right. Yes. Okay. So for example, in one particular episode, I think the very the very first one where it was like, maybe there needs to be like a clue or something. Yeah. Okay. This was the first. I think the episode was called Code Word Apples, which was also just confusing because we didn't plan that at all. Um, the numbers I read out were 2, 9, 22, 15, 21, 4, 16, 14, 6, 20, and 100. But I paused before I said 100 and was like, wait, that can't be right. <clears throat> okay. So that okay. was like the tip that like, wait, there's something different this time. Okay. And what you basically had to do was just subtract 1 from 100, which would get you to 99. So if you subtracted 1 from every number, then they would all correlate to um, different letters of the alphabet and that would spell out the phrase a hunt comes but i think i actually did the numbers wrong because i think it spelled like like uh instead of hunt it was like uh humped comes or something oh, no. uh, humped comes or something like one of the letters was wrong but people understood um what it what it was supposed to say instead or maybe that wasn't um, that is hilarious <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that's a, a, a kind that, of a... Okay, so that, that's what it was. That The first time it said a hunt comes. So, like, people figured that out. And then the next week I did the same thing. I did the same trick, except instead of I multiplied everything by two. Um, so if you divided by two... Uh, so the final number was 198, which is 99 times 2. So if you divided everything by 2, then you would get to the appropriate numbers, which again said a hunt comes. So it was like... Uh, 
that's the one I misspelled. <clears throat> nice, nice. Yeah, so people figured that out. That was really impressive. And so that was supposed to be telling people like, oh, guess what? Yes, something is coming if, you, if you've been leaned in enough to figure this out. But of course, this wasn't the first set of numbers. So people were like going back to the old ones to see if they meant anything, which they didn't, um, which is maybe confusing. Um, especially when you mixed in like the music and the colors and stuff like that. It was I, just extra nonsense. And then yeah. that episode was called Code Word Apples. And it was like, does the apples do we need? Is that like a cipher or something? And it was like, we just happened to talk about apples. And that happened to be the title. And Cat and Ethan settled on the title. And they didn't know anything about the numbers. So that threw another layer into it. Yep. Yep. So yeah. it, it was really just becoming more and more and more ridiculous. Yeah. But so the overall plan was for um when when the coin came out it would have some clues on it and you would be able to go back and i think we were going to include like a slip of paper or something that like pointed you to one of the first episodes with the numbers i'm not gonna lie yeah this is this is where things started getting yeah very complicated yeah because we were like we're like okay so we're doing the coin no matter what like we knew that yeah but then we were also like okay what if we made it like a digital escape room of some kind yeah but but we didn't even (laughs) tell anybody that it was happening and then jay also has been doing this weird numbers thing anyway so like we've sort of laid some groundwork right for the possibility of of this being a thing but um okay so how 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 would the rest of it work or can we like retcon any of the existing information into into our game and yeah do we, like, do we tell people and how do they know and like what's the outcome and so like we we had sort of like started borrowing concepts from like a bunch of different areas but like you know ready player one has like the uh like the scoreboard in the sky or whatever of the oasis and so we were like okay so like one thing we could do is potentially just have like this weird meandering path through the internet using various clues that could eventually just put your name on a scoreboard right you know and it would just sort of be like a public facing like who will get there first and yeah like, and the idea was really like we will never tell anybody about it at all right we just want to see if anybody will <clears throat> find it um and so that was that was like this like highly complex plan that we were sort of like attempting to f- figure out but then also trying to figure out like through because that's the other thing too is that like we're not we're not game developers we're not coin manufacturers so then you're also like trying to find like the actual limitations of like the like the 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 printing process as well like yeah what can be included yeah how can we do it how can um, we how can we tip people off to begin with like maybe if you just wrote off the numbers like how can you still be included or something yes but so uh, and I think even one of the uh, eventual number the, one of the eventual clues I gave was <clears throat> um. Uh, clue on coin like if you deciphered the numbers uh, that particular week that was that was the the clue right. and so that would have been like a, oh okay now uh, i know when i get the coin maybe there will be something on there uh and in fact some of the some of the easter eggs from this idea still made it onto the coin made it onto the <coughs> coin yeah so uh on the coin if you look very carefully at the popcorn culture logo you will see at the very bottom there's the numbers 133 printed into the base of it yeah and that is a reference to episode number 133 of the pop which i'm pretty sure is the episode where you gave a group of clues that corresponded to shoe size yeah okay um, so this one this so, was i was so happy with the way i came up with this one and people i couldn't believe how quickly people solved it but so uh <clears throat> the episode was get nude and the numbers were 32 153 um like zero four five sixty six. and so 
66 is, is obviously 99 upside down. Right. So what the, these numbers corresponded to was if you just typed them in a row in a calculator, like an old school calculator, and then flipped it upside down, it said shoe size. Yes. Um, so it was like, oh, so you had to like flip, you had to like put it upside down. So people figured that out so quick. So if you look at my shoe on the coin, there is a 12 on it. And like, so the idea would have been like, at some point, you like online, you would have been on a website and it would have been like, you know, like the, the clue might have said like, you know, get nude and calculate the numbers. And that would have been like a very vague clue unless, you know, but it would direct you to that episode. And then the calculate would have been a clue about how to solve it. Yes. But, yes, um, so. and then you'd have had the coin to reference what the shoe size was. Yes. But yeah. as ever, I feel like this was, this was a situation where I think that like we were all having so much fun concocting the scenario in our heads while no one was having any idea how to execute it yeah at all right so we didn't have a, a grand execution like plan it was like yeah this will be fun when it works out and just sort of uh in the end it did, yeah so obviously i just want to let you guys know because you guys did such a good job solving what so many of them were supposed to be and if there weren't solves the idea was that it, we would like as you went through the um whatever whatever the riddles were you'd be able to use the unsolved like the episodes with numbers that were just nonsense as like ways to like multiply the first and fifth number together to get the answer or something right and right, that right. would be like the passcode to the next room or something like that um <clears throat> anyway it did not end up <laughs> panning out the way it did and we were so 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 far behind on the coins and we really needed to get those out uh, so i just wanted to first of all thank everybody uh for participating and figuring out what the number what, what some of them meant because some of them were nonsense and uh just lift the weight off of your shoulders which might have been what do i do this like how am, am i missing something no you're not you guys solved as much as there was to solve and this was um, this was our our uh, attempt at a fun game that w on, on that we found out. <laughs> so this is the thing that this is the <clears throat> thing because I feel like it was it was a great like forward, but like this is one of those where um, like if you and I ever like like a lot of times I'm, I I try to think to myself like what would where where would our career take us if it like if it did take like a, like, a, like a left or a right turn mm -hmm. you know just at some point in time. And one of the things I feel like I come back to a lot is uh, the original concept for the movie that you and I pitched uh, called 27 Butts. 27 Butts. 27 Butts. A holiday classic. Yes, no, no doubt, no doubt. Just for, uh, just your 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 good old-fashioned uh, like holiday, chaotic, holiday hijinks, 27 family members sharing one toilet. I know, I know. <clears throat> yeah. And, but the, the, the thing in my mind has always sort of been like, okay, okay. Like, if we were to go from what we do and the way that we like look at movies and look for hints and look for details and Easter eggs and like, you know, uh, unfinished plot lines or plot holes, you know, it's like, um, there it's, it's like, we would have to take everything that we've always done and honor it by incorporating games into everything. We've I ever know, created. Absolutely. And I feel like at that scale, it would be like, this is where you do it. Like, right. It's yeah. like, like, this would be so cool. So I feel like, I feel like, you know, it was a big learning experience and the good, I, I felt like the good news was, is that like, while we were doing all of this, it was like, it was always only ever something that we were like, only if you were really, really, really invested, would you ever figure it out in the first place. Like it was never meant like the, the, the product was never meant to be like a game. It was only ever going to be a game if you wanted it to be a game. Exactly. Um, yeah. and, and so I was like, okay, okay, this feels like, 
and so it makes me so curious too, because like, yeah, obviously like whenever, whenever you are consuming content, like it, it, it goes back to that original question I posed, which is just like, has there ever been a point in time where, because it's, it's interesting to me to imagine, to try to get into the head of a writer of, of any piece of fiction and think that they're like, I'm leaving like a little trail here. It doesn't actually like, like where it goes. Like I know where it goes. I know the rest of this character's story. Right. They don't. Right. You like, know? It, yeah. Like in, in developing this character, I, I knew all this about them and that helped me inform the decisions they make. And through interactions, you might pick up on it, but the main character would never have any reason to know it. So right. you, you, the reader probably won't. It just helped me write it more believably. It, like it terrifies me though, because <clears throat> I, like, I feel like there would be so much of me that like every single word that I put to page as like, if I were the person writing, it's like, I would want every single thing to, be carefully like selected and placed and it's like it's there for a reason and the only reason that they say this one thing is for a reason um it's like whether or not that reason is fleshed out in the story itself or whether or not it's just like fleshed out in my mind is like the two different questions there like that's the that's like the dichotomy that i can never decide between because like i would never i would never want somebody to be like yeah why does this person say this one thing? Why? Like, so right now, for example, I I've been like rereading the hunger games, which I feel like I have a whole mess to talk about, but just for example, oh, yeah. um, but like, you know, the character of Madge, like the mayor's daughter who gives yeah. like Katniss, the original <clears throat> and stuff. Like, I feel like you learn some details about the character of Madge. And I don't know that like Madge ever ends up being like so fully fleshed out as like an obvious reason why like Madge in particular exists unless it's supposed to be sort of like some representation of like you know even amongst the districts the 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 royalty of the districts are still like you know in opposition of the capital and, yeah and yeah madge is an interesting one because like she she's like katniss is like one of her only friends after she wins the first games and she did originate the mocking jay pin and it does like represent like oh she's one of the best people off in all of district 12 because she's the mayor's daughter and she's still suffering yeah yeah you know in a way like uh so i think there is a little bit of that it's a good way to get inside the mayor's house a couple of times sure. to like so yeah, just yeah. that katniss can like stumble upon some secret messages in the mayor's office like oh what are the odds of that right um but then like in the movie madge is completely written off and it's just like oh yeah katniss bought the pin and tried to give it to prim and then prim gave it right back and now it's so meaningful and it's like yeah madge didn't matter <laughs> right right yeah, yeah yeah so there's that um the the other one i think is like like uh in the story Peter talks about um how his father had once like um been romantically interested in Katniss's mother. Yeah. And it's like it's like one of those things where like I don't know if like the the um the stair step that's going on there is like, oh no 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 like let's lay the groundwork here. Like let's let's set it up so that like, you know, um Peta's father you know, didn't end up with Katniss's mother, but now Peta loves Katniss in the same way or something like that. Or it's like, or are we supposed to like know more about that story? But it's like it's kind of just like that's we know that that was true what do we do with it? Right. Um, and so that, that's like the thing to me, like as an author where it's like, if you're, if you're going to be including these details, it's like, where, where do they go? Or are you okay with like, there being like these things where it's like, people might just like left to wonder or like a breadcrumb that like, maybe like, like <laughs> a breadcrumb for uh, PETA. <laughs> unintentional. I but know. Like, it's like, yeah, do we need a background reason for PETA to have initially noticed Katniss? Like probably not. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe not at all. Um, but, but you know, we, we're, we're given one. So it's like, yeah. that's one of those, 
those things like we, maybe from the author's perspective it's like well we need to have like a reason why like Peta would have liked her but never addressed it and it sort of dates back and it has more meaning than just like having noticed her from across the schoolyard so yeah maybe, it wasn't just that she's a pretty girl right yeah. exactly yeah yeah so it's like maybe <clears throat> maybe like you know also if like Peta is supposed to be like the second coming of his father and Katniss is like you know it's like maybe this is like that shot you know and and maybe Katniss's father is supposed to be Gale and you know it's like right. it's like like I don't know like if all of these things are are like the the different alternate realities maybe I'm getting too far into the Hunger Games at yeah. this point, where it's like everybody's like I haven't read this book in so long what are you talking about um, but uh, th- those those are definitely um, I, I don't know like to bring it back full circle uh, to our coin you know it's like I don't know can't how how can you is it fun to do things like that like it feels it feels like who we are at this point in time is yeah is to is to like leave these these details it does it does so i uh, just wanted to come clean about that so you know the full story of the numbers now and transition Popcorn Culture is supported by Arena Club. Okay, so you guys know that I love trading card games and that me and Ben are big time collectors of Pokemon cards. You know, it's that childhood fantasy of finally being able to use adult money to buy those highly coveted rares of our youth. And like, even in our office, we have not one, but two full display cases with some of our all time favorite rarest cards that we've pulled. But something I did not know existed when I was a kid in my youth was the grading process for trading cards or sports cards or whatever you're collecting you know to me it was just like a rare charizard is a rare charizard like it doesn't doesn't matter if it's been hanging out in my pocket with my lucky paper clip turns out it does matter and kind of a lot because if you get your cards professionally graded it can add huge value and then not only that but once they're graded they will like seal them in that pristine condition inside of a plastic case or what's known in the the industry as a slab and that's where arena club steps in because it's like buying a booster pack but it's for a pre-graded card now i know that can take like maybe a second to wrap your head around because you're opening physical cards on a digital platform which means you open the pack online and see your polls where they can be added to your showroom for the world to see but you can also request them to be sent to you at any time so they have got a ton of pre-graded cards and then you will get to randomly open one and then they'll keep it for you or they can send it to you or you can just like sell it or trade it online or whatever you want to do but whether you're buying selling trading or displaying arena club is the card collecting platform you have got to check out and right now you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash pop pop, which wow, that is a crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's like $40 right there. Anyway, that's arenaclub.com slash pop pop for 10% off your first purchase. Popcorn Culture is sponsored by Shopify. Y'all are likely aware of the fact that we have our very own Shopify store, Carlin Brothers Mercantile. And it's hard to imagine not having it now, but arriving at the decision to open our own web store was a big one. In fact, we started our journey on the interweb back in 2012 and didn't finally open up shop until 2018. And a huge part of that is just not knowing where to start, but that's where Shopify steps in. 
Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, which is a fancy way of saying it's a really easy and effective way to start an online business, no matter if you're operating out of your garage or have like a whole building or three or something. Once we were set up, our biggest concern was trying a new product only to discover no one was interested in it. But Shopify is powered with so many reports, more than you can even imagine. And this is so handy because it allows us to use data to better provide what folks are actually interested in. It's so easy to use, but even if you do find yourself caught in a jam, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash pop pop. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash pop pop now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash pop pop. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Okay, so now that we've changed gears entirely, Jay, over the past weekend, uh, well, this the two weekends ago, you and I went through and we we established a a place for a garden to exist in your yard. Um, and this past weekend, I believe that you actually went out and constructed a fence of sorts. Yes, I did, Ben. It was uh, the the fence was an interesting barrier uh. <laughs> for me, like uh, in in my mind, because like it is the sort of construction home construction project that um always feels like you know like unattainable to my like skill set in a way okay like it's just not like i've never i've never like had to go build a fence and i'm like i'm thinking about how how am i gonna do it what am i gonna make it out of how is it like what if i make it and it's like not effective you know like um just but like also also knowing that I have set off already down a path that requires the it's not like one where I can just ignore it, you know? Like, sure. Like given my sunflower experience last year with Bazooka Jack, like I know that the garden necessitates a fence. I can't just like I can't like even think like, well, I probably just what I probably won't get rabbits, you right, know. Right, right. Like, like, I like can't you, think that you you will get. <laughs> I rabbits. will get rabbits. Uh, there are rabbits in my yard frequently. Even even this weekend, as I was bringing tools out there, I like had to shoo a rabbit out of my yard. Oh wow! You know, like it. I know they are there, and now I I'm growing carrots. The things you know, <laughs> like <laughs> rabbits stereotypically love the most. You know, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like, hilarious that I, you thought about the carrots specifically. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, like I, I. It's not one where I can just think like, you know, I, it probably won't happen because I know it will. And not only that, like as since last week, since just planting the cucumbers and like the onions, like stuff is already beginning to sprout up. Right. You know, so I'm like, I know not only. Is it something I 
have to do, but it is something I basically have to do like this weekend because it like who knows how much stuff is going to, I mean, many people know, but like who knows how long before the problem really presents itself in a meaningful way. Right. Like I have some time before stuff grows, but maybe not a ton of time. Right. And and then also not to mention, we're just (laughs) typically like, you know, just busy in general. So like, you know, like having an available weekend day, where you have the time and energy available to dedicate to a particular task, especially when there's a time, like a timeline on, like on the clock. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But so it's like, what are those things I've like, I've pre-committed myself to doing before really figuring out how I'm going to do it? Because last week we already tilled the land and planted the stuff. So like stuff's already in motion. So you pretty much have to do it. And not only do you have to do it, but it's like, you need to you need to do it or that day is going to have been in vain and you need to do it well or not only is that day going to have been in vain your future harvests will be in vain and the day you spent building the fence will have been in vain right you know it's like if you don't do a good job at something you have never done before like the consequences will ripple across your present future and past (laughs) (laughs) if i don't build this right now then yeah but no it's it's a really 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 good point like it's it's uh it's interesting like whenever and i always refer to it as being like pot committed which is a reference to like poker where it's like if you start like bidding up the pot and you realize like pretty far in that there's a there's a high probability that somebody else has a better hand but you've already put in you know a hundred tokens into the middle of of the thing it's kind of like i sort of need to see it through at this point in time because there's a chance they don't have that that better hand than me right and i could still win with my pair of twos but also right like if i if i fold now then I call my own bluff. <laughs> right. Yeah. If I fall right. now, then, then basically like I have contributed to a pot that I have no chance to win. Right. And therefore I must see it through. I must see um, it through. And in fact, I need to double down and really send the message that I have the best cards, the best cards. Yeah. yeah. I have the full house. I have um, the full house. And, and yeah, no, I think you're, you're absolutely right. Because like, that's, that's the other big thing that, that I have become, you know, now like as a parent and everything and, and time being so much more valuable as well. It's like, any time that you dedicate to something, especially if it was like a whole day yeah. or even the fact like you had me over there and like we were both doing yeah. it, like we had all the tools out and like, you know, all the rest of everything. It's kind of like, OK, that either goes down in history as like and I mean, it was time well spent no matter what, because we got to hang out and like our kids got to hang out. And like, you know, right, that, yeah. that's all really all good. That's and everything. Good. But, you know, it's also like you don't want that that to have been like just time lost to history. And it's kind of like, right. oh, yeah, remember that day we went and like shoveled a bunch of dirt for no reason? I know. It's like, yeah, it's like because that's the other thing. It's like we it's not like necessarily time lost per se, but like the that back corner did have stuff planted in it and now it's just a square of dirt a square of <laughs> you dirt. Know? yeah 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 so now 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 we got to got to try to make it go yeah got to try and make it go got to try and make it go so that was the dilemma i'm facing and my initial plan was to like my thought was like chicken wire seems like probably the best thing uh to go <laughs> up around this almost exactly what it feels like it's built for yeah almost yeah. exactly what it feels like it's built for other than you know penning in chickens yeah um which i guess you could use it for um but then it's like i'm going through and i'm like trying i, I did look up some videos like how to like how to construct like a chicken wire fence and you know you watch the guys online do it and of course they're like practiced at it and it comes out so nice and clean and tight and awesome and you're like this is not gonna be a problem at all i have most of these tools right but um I'm going through and I'm like, okay, I probably need some posts to attach the fence to. And then I'll need like 
Um, like one of the things I wouldn't have thought of was like a top wire, like some like a wire to run across the top that you could like fasten the top of the net or the top of the fence to. Sure. Yep. 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 So then you could then like pull it tight on the bottom. Yep. Which was like, oh yeah, okay. I wouldn't have thought of that. I can tell you that. Um, uh, and then like I need ways to get the post into the ground. Like so, I need some kind of like post digger, I suppose. Um, and then like even the back two corners of the garden are already fenced in by the fence that just surrounds my yard, but it's not like an effective fence in any way. There's like just wide gaps that are basically bunny sized yeah. that you could easily go on or under. So it's like, so I'll still have to like, even though a fence exists, I will have to add another layer of fence around there. Right. Like, so anyway, and then I get to Lowe's and like all the stuff I need feels like it is separated. It has been like scattered to the winds of the hardware store. Right. You know, what do I need? And I'm getting back there. And unfortunately, we did our Saturday morning uh, half Murph as part of our, you know, Murph, uh, Murph in May. Yeah. The, the May. Yeah. What, what are we calling this? I feel like we had a good name for it. Or was it, we just call it Maytime Murph. Maytime, yeah, the Maytime Murph. The Maytime Murph. Which yeah. I, I will say, and I was so worried about this because because we got out there, we did our workout and everything, which which went well. Check mark. Yeah. Um. But uh, it was me and you and Mike and Steven. and we were all we were all talking, and you were telling us about like your plan to go and do this. Yeah. And uh, this was like one of those things where I think everybody individually had their own idea as to like how you could make a like like rudimentary fence that would still be applicable to like your backyard yeah and everything uh without being like too difficult to construct yeah but like everybody's mind went to a slightly different scenario and so like mike is like well you could try and do like this and this and this then steven's like or you could try this and then i was like oh but hey have you considered and i was like we've gone way too far yeah like i was like like, and it devolved into joking at some point and i was like uh it's turning into not helpful at all but everyone landed on a problem i had arrived at earlier too which is like what are you gonna do about a door and i was like yes I don't know what to do about the door yet. Right. I know how to be, I think I can get towards wrapping a wall of fencing around my garden, but then how will I get in the garden? Will it keep me out? Right, you know? right, right. I, I was too, I was too successful. I was too successful. It's keeping me out. It better keep the rabbits out. Yeah. yeah you yeah. know, which is like, even when I was like thinking about it, I was like, honestly, I'll solve that later. Cause I don't need to harvest anything until <laughs> this whole stuff grows. I can water it from outside the fence. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. um, Obviously, I need to get in there to like weed or plant more stuff. But anyway, um, while we're leaving, Steven tells me that he has like a post driver at his house. And literally, what I thought he meant was like um, one of the tools you have to like dig a hole in the ground to like plant a post. Oh, yes. Yeah. Right, right. Yep. Like it's got like basically two sharp uh, points at one end and like, you know, two holes. And you just slam it into the ground, pull them together, make like a very narrow, clean hole to drive a post in. So I'm like, that is fantastic because I did not want to have to go buy one of those because I've needed them exactly uh, one day in my entire life and it's today. Right. So right. I'll come borrow that from you. When I go to his house and he hands me this like, uh, it, uh, like it, I, piece I, I, of metal and I was like, cool, what's this? You know? <laughs> Right. So yeah. yeah, what you guys had very different ideas of what this tool looked like. Of what this tool looked like. Yeah. But yeah, so I go to his and like basically what he's got is a very contained sledgehammer. Yes. Yeah. It's just like a it's like a tube of metal that has two handles on the side and then like one very heavy end. So one end is open that you would put over the top of the stake, and then the other end is closed and it is very heavy. And so you just put 
the uh, open end on top of the stake and then just lift it up and drop it on or slam it down on top of the stake. And yep. the, it's effectively like having a perfect slam with a sledgehammer every time. Right. So it's like one of those things where you stare at and you're like, this is such ingenuity and so basic and so effective. I yes. cannot believe like how like basic and useful this object is. I, I yes, I feel like I feel like this is sometimes the case like when it comes to like just anything agriculture related yeah. at all. It's like well, that's exactly perfect. That's exactly that, that what it does exactly what it does. That's exactly what we needed to do. <clears throat> and it's like it seems so simple, but yet it's so useful. Yeah, so like he just like uh, like as we're leaving is like I've got that if you want to come borrow it and I was like, "Oh yeah, sure," cuz then I, you know, no no big deal. And like receiving this tool and realizing it was a different tool than what I imagined, like changed my entire plan. Oh, no way. Yeah, so okay. it was a good, it was honestly awesome that I went to Stevens to pick up this tool because not only did I pick up the, the stake driver itself, um, but his fiance like grows has like a flower farm yes uh, basically and so everywhere around the, his like backyard and front yard has basically just been converted into various flower beds or vegetable beds or whatever yes. so there's lots of different like fencing examples just to like see in person right, it's just like a yeah. fencing museum it was like a fencing museum and i was just walking around i was like okay all right yes this is giving me like i had an idea for what i wanted to do this is like helping me like visualize it in a different way right so it was good so my initial thing was to have like a very big um like fence post that i then ran chicken wire from and what i ended up leaving stevens with the idea with for was to have several smaller wooden posts that i could use the stake driver for okay um and then instead of using chicken wire just having like basic like bird netting right that would wrap around which one was cheaper and way less heavy and right. easy to maneuver so very glad i made that same was true with the the post and stuff so um i ended up like just staking several uh putting several wooden stakes in there then me this was so fun is that like beth was helping me do it so you know, she has no idea how to build a fence either so we're just sort of out there figuring it out as we go i love this yeah i love this yeah it was like it was like like you know we were sort of joking as we were doing it but we we're just sitting out there listening to music i was like this is kind of like a date and it was like yeah it is <laughs> you know like the kids were inside you know entertaining themselves and we're out here building a fence around our garden Jay, you know? Jay, Jay. Yeah. yes yes yeah. all of the above so it was so the, fun take that idea and run with it as yeah. fast as you can exactly i'm we always down yeah and then i also got to i bought a staple gun <gasps> which is like an object i've been afraid to like even hold you know i feel like this is a dangerous thing this I, is so easy to shoot a the a, a, a two-pronged metal fork at someone with it, well you know it always reminds me of i there was the moment when i was a kid and i remember mom had this like heavy duty metal green stapler yeah and i you could like you know you could either like staple paper with it while it was like in like the closed position yeah or you could like open it up into like 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 bulletin board something yeah yeah, yeah like like machine gun mode yeah <laughs> for the stapler um of course it doesn't actually like really like projectile at all because it's just a stapler but yeah. i remember uh looking at it as a small child and literally like like being like how does this thing work anyway Anyway, and I so I'm holding the stapler in my hand, like with the, the staple oh, facing your, me. Oh no! And I push my thumb square into it, oh. and I pull back, and the staple has just been perfectly stapled into my thumb. Yeah. And I was like, I I remember being like, like just this like dawning comprehension as to what I just did, and being like, <gasps> Yeah. I think I was sitting right next to you when it happened. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, like, uh, yeah. Uh, that was how I felt about it. And then I was like pulling it out of the bag when I got home. Beth was like, I've always been afraid of those things. And I was like, yeah, they're kind of a scary object. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I wonder if, I wonder if there's like a term for like fear of staplers because yeah. it's like, is it, is this like one of those like oddly commonly or like shared, 
like feelings or beliefs or something, but like nobody's ever really talked about it. So nobody realizes that everybody else feels the same way. Yeah. Right. Like maybe, but like it's not just that, but then like you go to use it and it's like a very like thunk sound. Ooh, yeah. That was yeah. my ears. Sorry about that. No, sorry. Right. Headphone users. Right. Yeah. It's like a very loud sound, but it's also extremely satisfying how effective it works. Yes. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we're out there, you know, uh, and then I had the existing fence so I could staple the, the netting to that and then we would pull it tight and we'd run our top wire and then I had bought a bunch of stakes to then we were like leave some slack at the bottom so that we could then stake the bottom down such that you couldn't like scoot scooch under the fence Ooh, either. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. You guys so, were thinking ahead. Yeah, that was fun. Now the only the only issue we came into was that at some points we were like on a bit of a hill, so like the the bottom like only maybe like grazed the ground. Okay. In which case it was like harder to like stake it down. Okay. But even that I felt like it was interesting to me like what kind of creativity comes to you when you're like building stuff like this. Yes. So I would take like a garden stake, which is kind of like just a very long U, right. you know, um, and I would just bend one end upwards. So then you've got like the initial U and then it would come down and kind of curve back up again. Okay. Right. Does that make sense? If you can follow the I shape did, in I, your I, mind. Yeah, I can follow it. So I would put the, the long U through the fence into the ground. Right. And then the new, the new U that I had created would rest against the ground. Okay. Because it was like further up so it like covered the the slack between the fence and the ground then you take a different garden stake and like stake that one down okay right does that make sense it makes sense it makes sense so then then you're you're still pulling the fence down um so that it can't be it can't be scooched under so that i don't know i felt i felt i was like i can't believe i feel like this is a this is a pretty good solution here i know i know no i i honestly i feel like this is this is like um and i'm sure that like you know if you're if you're around people who are handy on the reg yeah you know it's like these these are things that come very like naturally and quickly to them but i do feel like one of the joys of of building literally anything is like finding yourself like facing like a small problem like this and being like wait a second i am smart yeah and, and like yeah and you have one of those moments and it works and you're like yes yeah yes mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. okay i love it yeah so mm-hmm. we had that and then as for the door um which i was like i'm not i'm you know i don't i don't know how to like construct a gate with hinges or anything like that that's gonna like fasten but basically what we did was just like um left a bunch of the netting between two fence posts and just put some nails in one side and then you can just pull it taut as you close it so it's extremely rudimentary and that particular section of the yard is not like staked to the ground but i feel like i've like covered like that that's like a, i guess playing the odds a little bit like okay this five percent of the fence bottom is a little bit weaker but hopefully it's still enough right like yeah. will, will they find yeah will they that, find the weak spot will they find the weak spot yeah. I, my, my suspicion is that if they do then you will trap bunnies inside of of your little container it, there. that is probably true and too then, and then you've accidentally built a bunny trap exactly i'm almost afraid that i've built like a deer trap too or something like oh. we're gonna go out there and there's gonna be a deer out there one day or something Goodness. well so i don't know if i've ever told the story before and it's possible that i have but anyway there was the, i live like in the city so like i am not necessarily surrounded by like woods at all mm-hmm. um like I, I think the only trees that are on my property at all are like ornamental trees so, right like, there, there's not really anything there like I, I don't have like forest or anything but there was one night where we were watching a movie and Chewie was out in the yard, our dog, and he is just 
barking like mad. And I'm like, I'm like, Chewie, what is going on, bud? Like, I mean, cause like, it's not uncommon for them to bark at somebody who's like walking by the house or whatever. Like mm-hmm. our, our yard's fenced in. So, you know, like they'll, they'll typically like if someone is like walking by, they'll go and like bark at them as they go by or whatever. And it's like, well, I wish that that didn't happen, but it does anyway. But this is, this was like, he was like going ballistic and I was like, what is up with Chewie? And I run outside and standing in my yard is like, like a, like an eight point buck. Whoa. And I was like, holy butts holy like, bucks hol- yes <laughs> holy bucks and um you know so i'm like i'm like stunned because like you know standing in my eye I mean, it's like it's like right this is not common yeah like, this <laughs> like, is such a big animal in my yard and it's like and my yard is fenced in which means it jumped the fence to be there right uh and then i, I literally watched it and just like literally like it saw me turned its head and like went and jumped clean over the fence no problem at all and i was like whoa yeah that was wild uh, it is sometimes like yeah, you like it's amazing to me that such a such a large animal like with the antlers and everything showed up in your yard because where we live, deer crossing the road, big problem. Yes, it like is. there, yeah. it is not infrequent that you might see like someone who has hit a deer or the the remains of the deer or something off on the side. There's deer crossing things all over the place, yeah. but. And very often, I you will see the deer like off to the side of the road, and you're yeah, like, "Oh, be very careful." But right. like, never are they bucks. It's always the does. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, this this would be the type of thing. Like you know, like we're not hunters or anything like that. But I suspect that if you were a hunter and you encountered it, it would be like a pretty big day. For You'd have you. been like, "What." Yeah. yeah, it's like this is like a remarkable creature to witness at all. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I got to see it. So I thought no, that was pretty right. cool. It, came, it presented itself to you, Ben. <gasps> Man, do you think that means something? Maybe you're like the Lord of the Forest or something. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'll take it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> New title. New <laughs> title. Changing. All, no, I'm. I'm no longer Buzzy B. I'm now the Lord of the Forest. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. Oh man. Um, I remember one time. I think you were driving. We we're in your truck and like. Uh, that we were we were just down some like back country road and all of a sudden like two bucks one was chasing the other just came sprinting full force across the road and like you had to keep driving but i was able to like watch the pursuit and i mean they were just at full speed doing it was definitely like some sort of like territorial dominance kind of like battle waging in right. nature and i remember thinking like what did i just see that was insane that was like wh- like this not only do i never see a buck but that was two of them and they were like fighting like you know that was crazy dude this is what blows my mind all the time about like any nature documentary ever yeah. because it's like not only have these people like you know photographers videographers whatever like made it into the forest where they have like waited for these creatures to you know come to like then film yeah but the fact that they that they ever film them doing things that are like exciting exciting or rare or unique or something it's like it's like you know like catching like a mating ritual or like yeah like yeah a, like a like a rivalry type of thing going down it's like what level of being that you know it's like you know ne- you don't think enough about the person who has been like living in the forest with all their photography equipment for weeks waiting for this to happen just, yeah just so that there is like documentation of it out there in the world somewhere right yeah so what i feel like that's like that's like one of those things where like you, you like witness like a little like i mean minus the fact that like there's a road and we were in a vehicle which certainly takes the nature element out of it a little bit but it's yeah. like you were witnessing like a thing happen yeah that probably does happen all the time but like still 
How often do you get to see it? Pretty crazy. I know. Pretty crazy. Know. So basically what I'm saying is this is our official application for National Geographic for their for their videography role. There you go. Yeah. Right. I saw two bucks once. So, <laughs> so go ahead and hire me. Right. Yeah. I might have a, you know, deer trap in my yard. Deer and or bunnies. Deer and or bunny trap. We'll right. see if it right. remains to be seen. Hopefully neither. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I am growing carrots. So I am growing carrots highly, and cucumbers and onions. So uh, highly suspect that we'll have plenty yeah. plenty abound of, of bunty bunnies. In, yes. Yeah. Right. I know. Whew. Shoo. Man. Okay. Anyway. Well, congrats on your fence. It Thanks. Sounds, it sounds truly remarkable. Yeah. I hope it works. This is the other thing is like, I'm so, I so badly want it to work. And, but like at, in the meantime, I just keep looking out the window and I feel like such pride staring at my little fence. I'm like, look what I made. Look, look what, what I we made. Did. Look what we did. With my own two hands. You see this? You see we made this fence? Look yeah. at that. It's keeping buddies out, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. hopefully. I'm so excited to see I, I know. where this goes. Okay. So this, I actually think this is like an interesting place for a, a small or mild transition because Alice and I were having, um, this, this conversation and we use the term mental camps, although I have no idea if that's actually an official term. Um, but the, the idea is sort of like, like someone who, um, like, like when you, whenever you talk about like, like someone who makes it to be an Olympian, for example, usually there's like this, this like combination of things that had to exist, which is that like, like if you were going to be like an Olympic distance, uh, like what is it? Ski jumper. What is that term called? I don't know. I think ski jumping. Is that ski jumping? Yeah, yeah, we'll go with ski jumping. Ski, well, you know what we mean. You, you know, know they go mean. down, they're flying like squirrels. Yeah, that yeah. one, that one. But like in order to be the person who eventually makes it to, to be like a contender for a, a gold medal in the Olympic games, like you will have needed to have not only had all the necessary talent, which is going to be, you know, probably pretty rare yeah uh to to have the the physical capability of someone who can go on to be an olympian in the first place you need to live somewhere where uh this is even like on the table as yeah, like, like a way activity. to practice yeah a way yeah. to practice in a way to even discover in the first place yeah that you're good at it that you're good at it uh and then also the uh like resources and commitment and contributions of like probably because most most Olympians, I suspect, start their activity at a fairly young age, mm -hmm. uh, which means a certain amount of cooperation from a parent. But then also like being in a place that has enough of a populace that does this particular activity that you have good enough coaching available to make it a reality. Right. You know, so it's like it's like how many like distance uh, ski jumpers are born in Kansas you know, right. but like, it's like this person has the perfect build, the perfect everything. If they had discovered at age four that they could soar through the air like a flying squirrel, then they would have been like the most dominant they would have done it. to ever be. But instead, they played Little League Baseball. Right. Because that's the activity that was more common in this particular right. area. So like what, what ends up going on and what I find to be very fascinating is all of the completely untapped like talent potential that exists out there in the world. Mm. And one of the ones I, I think we actually use uh, your wife, Beth as a primary example of this because, uh, and we've talked about this a little bit before, but like in high school, you and I were not jocks. I would not say, uh, but we did do year round, um, sport, sports, sports of some kind, right? But, uh, not really, we, we played some soccer, but not, not many ball sports, which I feel like usually the, the, the group of, um, athletes that kind of get that like jock uh yeah sig signifier or whatever right that seems like that often comes from baseball football and basketball more than soccer 
Yeah, 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 maybe so. Depending but on your school, depending or, on your school, oh, that could have just been our school. But I, I don't know. That's how it. It, it never. Well, I don't even want to say that. I felt like there were people on the soccer team who carried that attitude with them, and they were the worst. But <laughs> <laughs> and they were the worst. Like, why? Why would you be like this? That's so. Anyway, <laughs> I, I will say I stopped playing soccer because of the other people. Yeah, not yeah, because of my dislike of soccer. Yeah. It was like it was like, man, I don't think I, I don't think I like uh, properly align uh, with 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 all the. This. But anyway, the point is, though, is that like um, it, it seems like they're like the tribes or, or the camps or whatever that end up getting, uh, you know, built is that you've sort of got like, you know, the, the people who do like, um, you know, your your popular ball sports, a.k.a. jocks. And then there's like like the marching band, which which I would not say are like, you know like exclusive like you know you can't like only do one of them or anything but it does seem like there is like sort of like the marching band camp and then like the footballers camp if Mm -hmm. you will and maybe those are mutually exclusive because they would happen at the same time sure um so maybe that's a way to look at it but like beth was of course in the marching band and i feel like she typically saw us as like air quotes athletes um but now as an adult i would say that like your wife beth is more of an athlete than maybe any of the rest of us are yeah like, i mean she is the one consistently going on distance runs more than pretty much anyone in the family yes absolutely yeah. and like she has like coaching for it and goals and she's committed yeah. and like you she's know. setting prs and getting faster I- exactly yes yeah. so, like all of all of like the trappings are, are are all there but like it's like one of these things where like you know if like for some reason somehow some way same like the same like the the distance ski jumper in kansas you know who like doesn't have the hills or the snow or the opportunity or the exposure or the coaches or or whatever you know it's like somehow some way beth made her way through high school without ever discovering that she has this talent for running right you know and it's like i i think it's so interesting to me uh in in the way that you were talking about like your pride in building something was kind of making me feel this way because like you're a one of the smartest people that i know and absolutely and i know that you've always um contributed a lot of that energy to like a lot of your creative endeavors into uh like your your strategizing Mm -hmm. like different types of like gameplay and stuff like that um and it's always occurred to me that like like while i have had some exposure throughout my life to building things i was always like if there is any part of me who that has an edge over jay in this particular field it is not because i am smarter it is just because i have had more exposure right and it's like <laughs> if, jay, if jay enters this world at all i will quickly be surpassed <laughs> i don't know about that but no i am a thousand percent <laughs> sure of this being true um but like it's, it's so cool to me because it's like i i think what it means though is that like if you do if you do this in your mind if you decide that you're that you're not someone who who belongs in some type of like like skill camp or something or or like that is in some way like other or or like you know i do this therefore i don't do that it's like i think you can like dissolve if if you dissolve those walls you might be blown away at what you're capable of in the best way right right like you build borders in your mind but like if you just like try like a like a like a borderless mind is like um uh, very i don't know what's the point what's the word i'm looking for like maybe more ideal. <laughs> yeah, like, like there's, yeah. there's a greater deal of of flexibility or even like potential opportunity right. that that could lay on the on on the table all of a well, sudden. Th- yeah, so like back when I worked at the concert venue, bingo. Um there was sometimes that for whatever reason you might um th- you'd be broken into, you know, teams with other departments for either, either some sort of like, you know, camaraderie or whatever, or, you know, everyone needs to be on a committee for some reason, just to put it on your resume or whatever. Right. But so sometimes, you know, you'd be like, you know, it'd be like, 
me and it'd be like, you know, uh, Cindy from finance and Jody from HR. And, you know, that's our team or whatever. Right. And it would be like, OK, so we need like a sort of what's our creative solution for this? Then be like, oh, you know, I just do the numbers. I'm not very creative. But like 1000 and, you know, they'd be like looking to me like, what are we going to do? And it would but like I'd be like, I, I don't know, you know, or, you know. We'd come back the next meeting and people would have all brought their ideas and it'd be like, Sydney and Jody had amazing ideas. Oh, you sure, know? sure, sure. It's like, you think you're not creative, but you are. Right, <laughs> like, right. Yeah. Yes, no, absolutely. <laughs> um, I, I feel like our own our own mom, I don't know if creativity would be the area that she would say this in or anything, but I feel like she would absolutely like, like, you know, we have like our dad who's like an on-air TV talent who's almost like you're you're like classic you know like like extrovert especially like if you're just looking at him like as like a character study and then our mom who like grew up like with like numbers and as a cpa and like like understands like the financial side of things and i i feel like they could easily find themselves doing this exact thing that you just described right. which is like it's like one of these feels like they might be like the like the creative aspect and one of them feels like they might be like the numbers aspect like analytical versus creative or something but it's like they're both so good at both you know, but like, I, I think that because they live so close to someone who like lives one lifestyle or the other, it's very easy to think like, oh, no, that's more their territory. Right. You know, and and so sometimes I think that that's something where um, like it's it's just it, it more than anything else. I feel like it excites me because I feel like it's like you could still yet discover something that you've never even considered trying and realizing that not only you love it, but you're great at it. Right. And like. All, all that's maybe held you back is your own like mental walls or some kind of like fear or like belief that that's not who you are based on something you decided about yourself when you were too young to have made such a decision. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. And the, the other really big one to me that, that I end up finding is very interesting is like, um, like, like you, I could, I could use the example of like rock climbing, for example, like, um, like growing up, you know, at a, like a young age, I definitely like, I remember, I think I've told the story about doing like physical fitness testing and realizing I was like good at pull-ups and stuff. So like rock climbing could have seemed like a very obvious, like w- area for me to go and use this like predisposed, talent yeah if you will it's like like i'm I, I can i can probably transfer that ability because i have the ability to move my own body weight effectively right um however it was like even like when when you and beth started going because you guys got me into it in the first place i remember like knowing that like when you go to a rock climbing gym that there are like routes pre-assembled and i was like i don't really want to do the routes like i just want to go and like treat it like a jungle gym right and i just want to climb i just want to get to the top of the wall i want to yeah exactly exactly I don't, I don't i don't care about like making a special movement or finding the crux of a problem or or anything like that and what i think so frequently is the case is that if there is a large group of people that has a that has a lot of fun doing an activity they're not wrong they've just discovered it and they they, right. they they've like learned how to have fun with it but i feel like this is the, it's like anything like doctor who is another one of these for me like where mm-hmm. it's like for whatever reason despite the fact that it's like so adjacent to so many of the other like fandoms that we discuss it's like it's like, it's like right there and i've never even touched it with a 10 foot pole and something about it has never felt right to me as like something that i could see myself being into but i'm a hundred percent sure that i'm wrong at the same time right it's like all these people 
don't love it for no reason. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and and so all of this is to say is that one, you might be more capable of something than you think. And two, even if you think you're not interested in something, you might actually be if you gave it a shot. Right. I don't even know who this PSA is for. I just <laughs> it's, it's like it's like I feel like it, there, there's maybe, maybe whoever needs to hear it. Whoever needs to hear it. Yeah. Maybe maybe a small piece of like where I can gain some fulfillment from from doing our, our show here is like if you could encourage somebody to try something that they've never tried before and they find a new lifelong passion as a result of it, it's like, I want that. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's just a good feeling. Even if it's feeling. one person, it's like, boom, just provided hours of enjoyment to someone who just, who just turned over a stone. They never considered turning over. Never before. considered it. Never considered wow. it. Wow. Good times to be on the pop, guys. It Good is. times. It is. If you do have any feedback for us, you can head on over to, not head on over, you can send me an email to popcornculturepod at gmail.com. I do appreciate all of your feedback and I do read all of your emails. Uh, so be sure to send me any if you have any thoughts about today's shows or any of the past shows. Um, also, if you would like to support us on Patreon, we are in the final weeks where you can still gain access to the exclusive quarterly merch Deneen coffee mug, which is going to have the Popcorn Culture logo on there. As a reminder, these are all individually handmade coffee mugs uh and the the people over at Deneen are like true artisans of their craft like the the end product jay is actually holding one right now if you're watching it visually um they're just like such sturdy mugs they got good hand feel that i don't know they're they're i mean it's like a true blue piece of pottery so if you'd like to check it out we really like these the mug itself is going to be like a mint green color yeah and it's going to have like a, almost like a cinnamon um colored like dripping mm, across the top cinnamon i know colored, yeah. Yeah. it won't taste like cinnamon but it'll look like cinnamon right uh, I think they're going to be absolutely beautiful. Um, so I'm, I'm super excited about that. If you want to check them out, patreon.com slash popcorn culture. Otherwise, until next time, pop, pop. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.